Number 47 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy of Future Past, and with me are my sexy co-hosts, Shane the Gooey Morass. 47! (laughs) And the refreshingly psychotic Rory. Oh, hey. Charmed, I'm sure. (laughs) Charmed, I'm sure. I'm a reference to another show um <laughs> that's a saying that's an actual saying it, it is but i know you're thinking about gil Faison. you can't prove <laughs> that i'm doing somebody else's bit you're right you're right not yet not until the faraway world of 2013 where i can read your brain <laughs> yeah re- brain reading uh today we read comics that feature Daredevil, the X-Men, the Avengers, Spider-Woman, Ms. Marvel, and Moon Knight. And they take us from December 1980 through February of 81. And I gotta say, this was a pretty uh, thin time frame for Andy's bummers. So you'll get, you're gonna take what you get here. So first of all, Ronald Reagan sworn in as president. I, <laughs> I, know, we, I know we had his, his candidacy. No, th- there's <laughs> always gonna be a Reagan bummer. Yeah, I don't... I, <laughs> I'm not sure that there's any single month that escapes <laughs> escapes untouched. Yeah, so we got Reagan. He's now officially president. Uh, here's a here's a legit bummer. Uh, if you want bummers, uh, a busboy on some sort of drugs at the Las Vegas Hilton sets fire to some curtains for just I don't know shits and giggles, and ends up uh, killing eight people and injuring three hundred and fifty more. Damn. Uh, yeah, does da- like huge damage to like hundreds and hundreds of hotel rooms i don't know oh i'm not that worried about property damage i'm yeah, not either that's not a bummer but there were people in those i, I know and i said i and i commented when we <laughs> talked about the people yeah. you no, did no, the no, oh no, no for the people <laughs> <laughs> no no he said he wasn't concerned with property damage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the pe- the people in those rooms belonged to the hotel <laughs> that's the, that's the fine print that you don't know about <laughs> And then I've got a, I've got a, I don't know. This is maybe a little bit of a wet fart, but I've got some uh, Gen X celebrity births uh, that I wanted to list off in just these like couple months. Jake Gyllenhaal, Ray J. <laughs> Sorry, I threw Ray J in there. And it makes me laugh. Jake Gyllenhaal, Ray J, Alicia Keys, Elijah Wood, Justin Timberlake, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Josh Gad, and Josh Groban were all born like right here. Uh, is that interesting? I don't know, but I was running dry on bummers, so enjoy, enjoy. It makes me sad that they're so close to us. Are any of those people like a bummer that they exist? I think no, I don't think so. They're all pretty okay. They're all pretty okay. I mean, I'm not a big, not a huge Ray J fan, but I'm not upset he was born. (laughs) He gave us, he gave us, uh, you know, celebrity sex tapes and earbuds (laughs) and earbuds. Thanks for the earbuds, Ray J. He's uh, he's been pioneering shoving stuff in your various <laughs> orifices for decades. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Look, Andy's bummers has a couple meanings, maybe. Um, the bum, the bum is an, an orifice. It's not for the podcast. I just want to clarify that I was talking about uh, things th- in your back. That you were letting that you were talking about letting Ray J take a take a whack. <laughs> <laughs> Take a whack at the old at the old Andrews Gate. My Andrews Gate is that like a Jeffrey's tube? It's like a Jeffrey's tube. But it's do you weird. think Jeffrey called that his Jeffrey's tube? <laughs> Come on uh, in, boys. The weather's great. <laughs> Take your away team and crawl on in. Okay, <laughs> this is not a hey. Star Trek podcast as much as I'd like it to be. Yes, Shane. Speaking of space, do you know Ray J was in Mars? <laughs> do you know Ray J was in Mars Attacks? What? <laughs> no, he wasn't. 
<laughs> he, what was he like? Twelve? Uh, he played. No, Cedric when did Williams come out? Nineteen ninety six. Oh, so he's like a he's like a teen, like a regular old teen. He's like fifteen yeah. or sixteen. Yep. Tell me, you telling me I could go back and t- like like see that movie and find find fifteen year old Ray J? <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. I learned something new today. See, something came out of my dumb birth segment. Um, Shane, you walked in to recording today with a pretty, pretty, pretty hot under the collar about Moon Knight and wanting to talk about it first. I think I think that means that you get to tell us how you feel first. I that's not fair. Um, No, it's totally fair. You're on the hot seat. I don't think that's fair. Listen, it's trash. (laughs) It's poop. It's trash. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't agree with that assessment. I thought that. So I thought issue three was really good. I, I legit yeah. liked it a lot. Uh, issue four. So I'll, I'll give you. Moon Knight is not hitting the consistency I'm hoping for out of a long term read. No. Um, Absolutely the, not. The, uh, we've had, but, but no, I didn't think we read was abject and absolute trash. I thought we got at least one very good at issue. And um, issue four managed to still be, I, I, I thought, artistically interesting. It was a, it's a visually entertaining uh, yeah. book to read pretty consistently. Shane, how are you going to tell me that you did not like an explosives expert named Boom Boom? Oh, poor Boom Boom. I, I don't know. It doesn't hit it for me. <laughs> and like the, the dialogue between girl and Moon Knight, I, oh, I dislike no. so the, much. The, the Marlene dynamic is is absolutely it's nothing. so bad. No, well, she's having so... sex with four different versions of Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she literally is playing into it where she goes, so which, who, who are, are you today? today? Which who are one you, of my who four, are you today? Which one of my four boyfriends am I with? <laughs> uh, and I, what outfit would you like, uh, sir? Yeah, uh, she's like his maid and his girlfriend. Yeah, when they get that. into a fight, she does call him schizo. Like they have this sort of odd dynamic where uh-huh. his, his mental well being is just um, just an unfortunate part of her dalliance with uh, whichever one is the primary boyfriend, which I think is the millionaire. <laughs> I think she's dating but, the millionaire, and the others are along for the ride. But Mark Spector's the primary identity. You know what I mean? Right. Like exactly. I don't know how Moon you. Knight. I don't know how you. I don't know how you can be dating Moon Knight. And not be in a relationship with Mark Spector. Mm-hmm. Like the guy he is two out of seven days a week. That's your that's your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the rest of your life, you're, I don't know, hanging around while he goes to fight people and and like saving the day at the very end. I think at both of these issues, she kind of saves it's, the day at the end. It's so yeah. funny. She's dating the millionaire. And and he says to her face multiple times that he just wants to be the cabbie and drive off and never come back. Like <laughs> He's like, you don't. Get it. I don't want to be here with you as a millionaire boyfriend. I'm getting in my dirty cab. And then his butler comes out and is like, let me clean your dirty cab for you. And he's like, no, you don't get it. Nobody cleans my dirty cab. I'm getting in and I'm driving out of here. <laughs> the See dirt you is a feature. See you losers <laughs> later. You want to clean something? Clean my really cool Moon Knight You, you want to clean something? Clean the fucking spaceship. <laughs> How about that? God. Okay, so what I what I actually really liked, I mean, here, uh really 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 briefly, issue 3 is about like this art thief called the Midnight Man and how he takes him down, and issue 4 is uh we we meet these like four hitmen that have been hired by I don't know, a bunch of rich people to kill Moon Knight, and they're very much like uh like the enforcers but with two extra guys and no fancy Dan. Um <laughs> Which yeah. is just a problem because you need fancy Dan. He ties the whole thing together. He really you brings the outfit to together. Especially if you're going to kind of double down on so many archetypes. There's the yeah, yeah, because we have ox in the form of bull, and the animal Our man. ox is named Bull. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are the two issues. The the third issue three, I actually, I what I liked about it is that it sort of introduced a bit of a like. I don't know, an interesting moral flexibility that he has Um, because, you know, he's a good guy, clearly. But at the same time, like he's running in these weird circles. He's like he figures out that the this art thief is this obviously this rich art collector named God. What what the hell was his name? Something ridiculous. Yeah, it's Uh, like Agnes Morgbach. (laughs) It's better than what it is. It's Anton Mogart. Uh, Angus Morgbach. And. And at the end, uh, this guy ends up probably dying, 
and one of the things that they'd arranged was like the the guy had like lured Moon Knight there by talking to Stephen Grant, the millionaire, and being like, I want to hire Mark Spector so that he can like be my bodyguard because I think the art thief is going to steal my art. And he's like, okay, but instead of a fee, why don't you just give me a painting and we'll call it square? And so at the very end, this guy who's revealed to be the bad guy ends up kind of accidentally dying, probably, and he's dead. And they're standing there, like Moon Knight standing there with Marlene. And he just walks over and like takes a painting off the wall. And she's like, what's that about? And he's like, don't worry about it. Job's a job. <laughs> yeah. This is my payment. This is my fee. <laughs> it's like he just kills a dude and then takes a painting. And yeah, he donates it to some museum at the end. But I don't know. In the in the moment, like I liked the kind of I don't know. I was unsure he what was these characters were going to do. He to keep it. He donates it as a sort of like retrospective on uh greed because that's the sort of conversation he has with the midnight man right yeah and he's like oh maybe i'm being like too much a little too much of mark specter the vagabond like mercenary and not so much uh, a millionaire who's got plenty and doesn't need to steal paintings off the walls of random people <laughs> who i killed <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> there, there is there is a kind of a weird fucking scene where when he's the cabbie uh, and he's leaving the, the his rich persona's mansion. He's walking out as Jake Lockley and his maid is standing there and she's just made breakfast. And he goes, hey, great breakfast, Netta, and slaps, slaps. her in the ass. It's like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then the, the, the women come, sort of go, oh, man. And we move on. <laughs> no, we don't just move on because she's like, oh, men. And then Marlena's like, that's right, because I'm dating four men, like multiple men. men. <laughs> I'm, yeah, this, yeah, this is multiple men that slapped your ass in the. And then, and then, but like, that's, a, I think, for the times that this is in, just a kind of glib reference to Mark Spector's sort of shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, as a 2022 reader, it, it, it hits weird where it's like he does something sexist. And then we are immediately reminded of his severe mental illness. And you're like, yeah. I don't know how to read this scene at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> My moral compass is spinning wildly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, and also in that second issue, he's got uh, Gina, the like diner woman. He's got Gina's like little kids, like looking for info on the hitmen. <laughs> Like, that's fucking dangerous as shit. Uh, yeah, it's odd. They do seem young. Uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. unclear. When, when, because uh, Gina, or the, in both issues, he mentions, like, hey, how are the kids? And she's like, great, since you hired them, which is an odd, like, an odd tete a tete. Like, he knows. Yeah. Now, now it's like, this, they, if they're his employees, he knows how they are. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, I had sort of pictured, like, young adults. And right. They and do, then they're they like, do very much seem to be like 12 and 13. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Shit's weird. Shane, your votes to not continue, right? Yeah. I got to tell you, my votes are yay. <sighs> oh, God. I'm enjoying Moon Knight. It's not again. It is. It, it's it's not quite hitting the quality levels I want out of a, out of a out of a comic. But to be honest, we're hitting at about Spider-Man levels. I would say 50-50 is about Spider-Man levels. <laughs> Man, I don't want to be, oh, I don't want to be in this linchpin position. Oh, I hate it. Because then because then Shane's going to blame me just like Warlock. Um, We're going to blame you no matter what, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right, okay, so I'm free. Thank you for freeing me so that yeah, we can Yeah, you're free watch, of the so guilt. We can read Moon Knight one more week. You're, you're, you're free of the the shit storm that I will rain down upon you. <laughs> Look, Moon Knight. I, I, I still like to hear Shane's. He's been he's been a little silent this whole conversation for somebody what? who for somebody <laughs> what are you who, talking about who clearly has a lot to say about it. I didn't. I, I, I but that's the thing. I don't have a lot to say. I about guess it. fair I, enough. I spent the whole I spent the whole time just like rolling my eyes and like slogging through it. So you had like, you had nothing positive to say even about issue issue three. You didn't think no. was was you didn't like the Midnight Man. <laughs> no, I didn't like the Midnight Man. <laughs> I I don't know what it is about this comic. I I feels like it just I don't know. It feels gross. It, I don't comic, love this comic. Feels gross, and not in like a it's twenty twenty two and we're over these type of things way. I think even if it was twenty years ago, I would be like mm. I. 
there's something there's something about the art that is like if I was gonna cancel I mean, this, I like the art, yeah, and I like the I, I like the paneling and the the paneling is good. I don't like the line work, it, like and and the way it's colored in a weird way. Like, like I don't hate it. it. Feels, I kind of mm. I feel you. It's 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 rough. It's kind of like sketchy. Yeah, it's got real um, like weird rough sketchy vibes that they just kind of colored and said we're done. But to be honest, like anything that breaks the Marvel mold intrigues me inherently. Because <laughs> uh, there's just so much sameness out of this out of this uh, um, company. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that I feel that when it finds when it finds a way to breathe authenticity into a line, I'm usually there for it. Well, all right. At the risk of making Shane even more upset, I think we keep it on a probationary basis. There's no possible way this is as bad as Warlock. <laughs> But, okay, so, hang on. If you want to compare it to Warlock, you're right. It's not as bad as Warlock. <laughs> but it was it's harder for me to read this than it was hard for me to read Warlock. Huh. Like, I could read the words on the page of Warlock and follow along. And on this one, I will read a page and be like, what? And then read it and be like, what? Yeah, it's a little bit... Uh... It's a little bit pompous. There's there's a lot of sort of waxing poetic and sort yeah, they're of, trying to do Dracula, right? They're trying they're to try- do Tomb of Dracula a little bit and not getting there. Uh, all right, we we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll we'll talk again after we're done recording. I think that now is the time for the X Men, and we we have one issue that we can kind of breeze through, which finishes up the the Wendigo situation. And then we do both parts of Days of Future Past. So a lot to talk about here. Um, real quick, anything on this Wendigo issue? Uh, not real. I mean, uh, ultimately, it's almost all action. Um, there's yeah. a little bit of uh, of will they, won't they with. Um, oh, you mean with Wolverine name? and Snowbird? With Wolverine and Snowbird. Yeah, uh, they're going to they're going to fuck his animals. They, they have this sort of odd meet cute where they hate each other at the beginning of this issue and learn some animalistic respect for each other by the yeah, end. Then she turns into a Wolverine and he's like, oh, she, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he stares at and she loses her mind in the in Wolverine form and he coaxes she her back an into a girl. Mm-hmm. And then and then um she has and a thought bubble that's like, I, I think I hate Wolverine, but do I want to see him again? Yeah, I would love to. Re- <laughs> She's like, I'm pretty sure I hate this guy, but I'd very much love to see that little Wolverine dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there, I had a I had a professor, an acting professor in college who would give feedback the way that you just s- described that, <laughs> which was like she'd be she'd be like, do I, did I did I hate Wolverine? Yes. Do I want to see him again? Yes. <laughs> well, except when she did it, it would be like, did you do the scene? Yes. Was it good? No. Uh, and it was crushing and it and it harmed you. Like on uh, a yes. soul level. Like all good <laughs> acting teachers. Yeah, they're there to they're there to make you feel bad about yourself. Garbage. And you pay there. You pay to be there. Um did you notice that Wendigo is kind of like a Pokemon? Like he just yeah. says talked about name. that last week that he just shouts his name like yeah. a Pokemon. I love that Wolverine keeps calling him Wendy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Wendy, come over here, Wendy. <laughs> uh, so uh, the the one interesting thing that happens in this issue, I mean, I like the, the I like the build up to it, but like plot wise, this is mostly a fight with the Wendigo, right? Yeah. Until uh, that that's like kind of it's a pretty flat level in terms of any any noteworthy action. Um, in the sort of denouement of this issue, yeah, um, the Canadian government has run out of money and must dissolve <laughs> their their uh, uh, their superhero team. Yeah, like uh, their official relationship with Alpha Flight, right? Like Alpha like, Flight doesn't you... have to stop. And apparently, they're like you know deputized or whatever. They're I forget the word they use, but uh, right, they've still got like secret classified access and shit. It's like we're not ruining your access; well, we well, just can't fund they're, you. They're Royal Canadian Mounted <laughs> Police, like they're they're members of the RCMP, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do now. The Alpha Flight's broke. <laughs> I, uh, one would hope it was to it was to invite the possibility of them coming stateside to do to do X Men stuff. But I don't I don't know. I have no idea if, if any of them like are long term 
uh, X Men cast members because I don't think they are at any time. Yeah, really. yeah. But I haven't read every issue of X Men, so we'll see. That's true. Hey, we did Days of Future Past, and uh, I think Rory was surprised that it was only two issues. Uh, I certainly yeah. Am well, there's too. yeah. There's uh there there's the days of future past the the plot sort of structure and and i did think it was was i knew it was only one trade paperback um i know that that trade paperback exists and i didn't remember it being two issues long and right and there's also a lot more content from this like future space that uh um i guess i had conflated with with days of future past I think it's kind of like Age of Apocalypse, right? Where it's like there's the event, but then there's the like many times they keep coming back to like that alternate universe of the Age of Apocalypse and doing more stories there. Like I I have to imagine that over the years they fill in, they keep like they recognized how successful this storyline was and they just keep filling in extra shit. Sure. Um, But if you're not familiar with Days of Future Past, uh, parts of it were cannibalized for the first X-Men movies. Um, you know, with Patrick Stewart, uh, there was an explicit Days of Future Past movie they made with the with the James McAvoy team. And I don't think either of them do this to the letter. But uh, yeah, the the idea is that the future, the far flung future of 2013, everything sucks for uh, for super powered individuals. And uh, their only hope is to change the past by having this mysterious mutant named Rachel take kitty pride like adult kitty pride's mind and send her back and like swap places swap minds with young kitty pride from uh, from the current marvel time i like the focus on kitty i mean i like how much they're going all in on kitty right now because totally. like, they recognize she's new and that's a fun energy and they kind of have an idea of what they want to do with her i don't know the confidence is, is nice well and i th- i thought that they i thought that claremont used her really well on this where uh, kind of the whole premise on why they could send Kate Pride back, this adult version, mm-hmm. is that she's going back to a time before Kitty Pride had been sort of like psychically conditioned to resist uh, manipulation, right? Uh, the the way that all the others have received their sort of Professor X psychic, you know, psychic training one hundred and two. Oh, <laughs> Professor Professor X says, "Let me touch you psychically, class." Yes. <laughs> I've accessed way too much of your sexual fantasies. You need to protect them better. Uh, <laughs> come back tomorrow and I'll try and get more of them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate imagining him chasing them in his wheelchair, trying to pinch them. Like, like come on, let me give you little pinchies. <laughs> Can we talk about how great the covers for these two comics are? They're, They're good. great. They're so I love them. I mean, the first one is iconic. Yeah, um, absolutely. But the second one cracked me up because the second one has that tagline. This issue, everybody dies. Everyone dies. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, and you know, I love those. You know, I love those. I I really like I don't think it's like up to, you know, quote unquote, modern cinematic standards, how it's all handled. But it's remarkably like ahead of its time in terms of like selling the the intensity of like the brotherhood of evil mutants showing up to interrupt this congressional hearing of like uh of p- potentially the ne- the next president robert well, kelly like talking it's about it's interesting mutants. you mention uh the it's sort of cinematicness cuz this feels like a movie i mean it's a little bit yeah. brief for a film but it's it's uh it's not this sort of like long-winded novel form this is a totally. tight cohesive story mm-hmm. yeah and and it's i mean it's really tight it's just two issues right i mean we're talking yeah. like 40 pages 40 pages to do like uh essentially yeah like a, a a really quick movie and you know if it had been given more space sure there could have been more interesting stuff about the time travel more time to breathe more time to have like future kate get to have like one-on-one conversations with the x-men and like you know get some character moments in there which i feel like maybe are the things that I'm missing the most in these two issues of like, why aren't we stopping to talk to Kate? I mean, I know there's like a really present threat, but it sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Storm kind of talks about that at one point where she's like, I'm glad that we didn't actually get to talk to her because I'd spend my whole life trying to change the future. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, what's cool about it as well is that the 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 action in the past is clearly like 80% of it. And it's the most interesting because it's, just, you know, we got to change the past. We got to stop. Uh 
presidential candidate Robert Ke- Robert Kelly and Moira and Xavier from all getting murdered. But we do get to spend time in the future timeline as well uh, after the the mind switch, which is which is just fun and adds more of the stakes. Like it's it's not it's not linear in that way. Like it's, yeah, it's mostly set dressing to kind of see these characters in the future in this sort of apocalyptic era, and it's also. I guess a sort of benchmark, right? Where every time we cut back to the future, we know that they haven't changed the future yet. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think it also in a, in a non literal way is like a reminder of what's at stake of like, you know, if they don't do this, Hey, remember what this future is like? Like, look at it, look at these people dying. Like Sentinels are vaporizing Wolverine in the, one of the most gruesome panels we've seen in a comic so far. Uh, Wolverine turning almost into like fucking pink mist, but that and in the future that that doesn't kill Wolverine because right. he still has his skull. So there's a brain in the skull that's gonna regenerate the whole Wolverine body at some right. point. But yeah, that, yeah, I, that I has happened. He's he's goopy for a long time. I think it takes <laughs> a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know it's it's cool. I like the vibe of this whole thing. Um, it immediately. I think what's so smart about it is that coming in so hot with an event like this gets us so attached to Kitty Pride. Like it's like the perfect way to get us. Like if we are, if we weren't already, we're interested. still calling her Sprite. That was yeah. uh, like, <laughs> because in, um, in X-Men or what was still X-Men, but like the slim summers thing was sort of retconned right away. And totally, I, totally. I had mm-hmm. sort of, I was, I was, Surprised that we're sticking with Sprite for who knows how long before we yeah, learn Shadowcat. Yeah, Shadowcat or or just Kitty Pride, like just calling her Kitty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shadowcat. I was I've I, I honestly I was expecting maybe her to like come back in time and be like, it's me, Shadowcat. And they're like, who's Shadowcat? She's like, oh yeah, I changed my name because Sprite's dumb. Because <laughs> Sprite is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really so there's like a couple, I don't know, the really inconsequential two things that I really liked. Um, one is that in the in 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 Kitty or Kate, I should say, telling them all about how the future transpires, we get this shot of um, like a public speaker with a sign in front of him that says, "America, it's 1984. Do you know what your children are?" Which is a fun twist on the "Do you know where your children are?" thing, right? From real mm-hmm. life, and like, mm-hmm. "Do you know what your children are?" I was like, "Ooh, I like that. I actually really <laughs> like that." <laughs> uh but my favorite moment is so stupid it's an action bit where uh they're fighting the blob and peter peter has this huge metal eye beam and he uses wolverine's adamantium body as like a fulcrum to like <laughs> lever blob and launch him into the air and then he punches him out. I don't know. I really like when we use Wolverine as a prop because he's made of metal. <laughs> because yeah, Colossus just chucks him all the time. It's really <laughs> funny. Ah, oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> uh, there's a moment at the very end of this uh, that I, I mentioned on the Discord. Um, so after after Kitty Pride saves uh, Senator Kelly the uh the future is sort of uh, uh destroyed and and the young kitty pride takes her body back mm-hmm. and she has this moment where she's like i i saw my younger self uh coming back to my body and i just i wanted to kiss her and, and yeah. I, I read that at first like i i read that both it's odd it's an odd uh, right, because there's no extra words like on the forehead or no. whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. But 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 you assume it's something kind of motherly and or metaphorical, right? But and then and then on the very next page, Kitty Pride's like she wakes up and she's like, the last thing I remember was kissing kiss, kissing somebody. Like she made out with her with her teenage self, which is funny because Kitty Pride will notoriously spend a lot of her time making out with grownups. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, she's wait. Married, she's married to Peter in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in in a in a world where you meet yourself metaphorically, do you make out with yourself? Maybe not. Not, not fourteen. Me. This no. Is, this yeah. Is, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. 
if if I got a if I had a sex clone of myself and you were just like allowed to you know it's like hey it's not against the law because it's just you but he's a clone yeah I, I don't I I I'd think about it I, I yeah, I'd be morally yeah. conflicted but uh, there's a, there's a non-zero chance that I fuck the Rory sex clone uh, the <laughs> child Rory I don't think I don't oh, think I d- it goes yeah. down <laughs> yeah no we definitely we're, we're definitely not talking about child versions of ourselves. <laughs> A fully formed adult version. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a, you know, just a clone Rory standing there going, it's cool, bro. Come on, come on. It's cool, man. <laughs> it's cool, bro. No one's looking. Um, you can't go to a crime. You can't, can't no. go to jail for a crime against yourself. <laughs> uh, last thing that we might need to mention is that a very right at the very end, uh, there's this secret meeting that we witness. Uh, with, you know, some government mucky mucks talking about, like, obviously still trying to put some sort of anti-mutant shit in in uh, in play, uh, even though they uh, supposedly averted the horrible disaster. Something else bad is still going to happen. And at this meeting is Sebastian Shaw, who, of course, was going to come back uh, from the uh, the Hellfire Club. Yes, the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. But also the leader of this group is Henry Peter Gyrich. <laughs> <laughs> making a triumphant return to our podcast after t- telling the Avengers they couldn't have any more money. <laughs> 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 so I guess he's just a troublesome government man forever. <laughs> just a sour bitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. I think now is, now is when we were going to attempt to untangle perhaps the most complicated annual I've ever read. Yes. Uh, and I don't think we have to go over the plot beat by beat. We can just sort of talk about like our overall Well, you know, ironically, this, but... the, the, the plot of it, I think, simplifies pretty well. But yes, okay. it's, it's dragged out and kind of confusing on the page. And there's so many characters. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, it's an Avengers That's, annual, and, right? And we've seen that from annuals in the past where like we just kind of get the whole gallery. Uh, right. It's, it's worse when it's an Avengers gallery when there's yeah. already like because they always feel like, okay, we've got maybe five Avengers, but then suddenly like, oh, it's an Avengers annual. So let's get like Hank and Jin- Hank let's and Janet everybody. Too. And then like, they're going to the... call the X-Men and then the X-Men are going to like <laughs> run around the mansion all making a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> right. The X-Men don't even do anything in this episode or in this in this issue except be horny by the pool. <laughs> that's what they're well, that's at. x-men that's the yeah there's a whole, <laughs> whole three pages of them just being horny and naked by the pool oh god i love them you gotta love them uh we open we open in media race pretty much where uh spider woman uh finds a sort of falling lady right uh, catches her takes her to the hospital we find out now who who comes who comes and joins her at the hospital just like I don't know, like maybe some of Jessica Drew's supporting cast, like a like a policewoman and like a couple other people, and basically they're like, yeah, like the doctors are like, yeah, this woman's mind is gone. Like yeah. we don't know what's going on, and so Jessica is like, well, I know a guy who knows how to find mind stuff, and she calls <laughs> Xavier, um, and. Yeah, it's uh, it, we we learn that it's Carol Danvers, so this is Ms. Marvel, and I think it's worth mentioning right here at this point that we have missed a lot of Ms. Marvel's content and story, and it gets summarized in this issue to a degree that is uh, upsetting because it's like so much happened, and they don't like there's there's no way that there's enough pages to like really get the weight of what happened to her in the recap, but uh, we're gonna do our best. And uh, she's been missing, and now here she is, and she doesn't ever mind. Um, I read, uh, I did, I did read a little synopsis of this to kind of clarify all of the, you know, clarify all the BS out of this. Because as an sure. annual, like we talked about, there's just so many side characters having unimportant conversations. Yeah. Um, but the, the, they recap Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers for us in a way that I found uh, a little funny. Um, so this is talking about right after uh, she's been. Uh, Identified as not a Jane Doe. This woman, uh, Carol Susan Jane Danvers, 29 years old. This is where I thought it was funny. Basically, keep it, keep, keep your, keep your head on 29 years old, mm-hmm. is a retired major of the United States Air Force. <laughs> she was also chief of security at the Kennedy Space Center and former editor of Woman magazine. Yep. Her, 
Uh, and all of this I knew, but I didn't know we were trying to sell her as a 29 year old girl. <laughs> but yeah, a woman, it's but that, you know, it feels yeah, like it, it, that feels young for what, for the, for the pedigree we're, we're painting her with. It's that, it's that sliding time scale we talk about, right? Like, right. <laughs> like we have on this podcast read a lot of that content and we saw her start at J. Jonah Jameson's woman magazine in, <laughs> in Ms. Marvel issue one or whatever. And we saw her at the air force base and as a major and whatever, like, yeah, I didn't, but, I didn't, I didn't read her as 20. She would have been even younger than 29 at the time. She would have been, I, know. I didn't, I never read her as a 20 something when no, she was she in charge of it, when like she was in charge something. of the Kennedy space. Center. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's, 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 it's pretty ridiculous. Um, so here's what's gone down. This new villain who we've never met before, Rogue, who may sound familiar if you're at all familiar with, uh, you know, X-Men content ever. But Rogue, uh, has permanently stolen Carol's powers and presumably her memories, uh, after having too long of a prolonged physical contact with her. And then she goes and steals Cap's powers as well, uh, which is not great. And she's yeah, the memory thing is the... a the memory thing is a byproduct that she was not aware happens because normally right. she just kind of like knocks you out and and uh, takes her powers for a little bit. Sure. And and they had sort of like kept her as some sort of you know slave battery for Rogue to to drink for some period of time. Mm-hmm. At least that's the sort of the implication in the in. In uh, in future incarnations, it seems like Rogue just drinks her once, you know, from the airplane. Right. But I don't know. I thought there was an implication that she'd been sort of kept, given that nobody knows who this woman is or where she came from. Uh, totally, totally, um, totally. But that's me reading between the lines. And she works for Mystique, who is a character that I guess was, I, I did not realize this, but Mystique was introduced in Ms. Marvel. Um and so uh, she's, she's not as old as uh, as I thought she was as a, as an X-Men villain. Yeah. So she like just has shown up like in mm -hmm. recent Ms. Marvel comics. And she's now as we've already seen in Days of Future Past. Right. She's leading the uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So something will happen again with Mystique. But at the moment, there is a um, there's an oopsies with X-Men. X-Men is so morally gray that many of the villains wind up being very interesting characters that stop being capable of being a sort of villain of the week, a Dr. Octopus, yeah. you know, type. Um, so now everybody's fallen in love with Magneto, Holocaust survivor. Like he's pretty sympathetic. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and we, and, and we need a new, uh, uh, captain for the brotherhood of evil mutants and, and, and mystique will once again, sort of will find that interest level, but mystique interestingly is sort of, she's not so evil, but she's so sort of morally abject in her, like, she's pretty difficult to, to put on a, to put on a team unless, mm -hmm. uh, unless, unless an everybody, evil team. yeah, <laughs> un unless, unless like the world's going to end and she's got to just like be self-preservational for a little bit. Right. Well, so we're going to we're going to we're going to rush through this. So she's fighting the Avengers and uh, that's very scary. They've taken Iron Man out of commission. Mystique, like, you know, posed as Janet Pym and then put some sort of like weird future tech thing on him that stopped him from being able to use his suit. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit that goes on. And uh, it, in the midst of this, when Rogue is also trying to break her posse out of Riker's prison, uh, after the fallout from Days of Future Past, in the midst of all this, the <laughs> the the Avengers are like going, "Wow, Carol," and 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 Scarlet Witch is like, "Oh, well, let me tell you the story of Carol." So a little while back, let me sing the song of Carol. <laughs> a little bit ago, uh, she got pregnant and gave birth within like a couple days uh, with her with a guy who also. Uh, grew up really fast and then like they were in love and like she's his mom and Immortus is his dad and then he like whisked her away to another dimension and then impregnated her with himself and sent her back in time pregnant and um, then we didn't see her for six months oh crazy what happened to her huh <laughs> it's fucking nuts <laughs> 
I don't yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to like <laughs> like chew it, I guess. And what I, I I have no proof of this. I did not look this up, but what this reads like a lot to me is that an older writer or like a writer who used to work on the title where these events went down. Uh, is not the writer of this comic, and the writer of this comic is like, oh man, we got to deal with that because that's problematic as fuck, and I need to kind of <laughs> undo it. And because that feels very much like what's going on here, because at the end of this annual, Carol gets some of her memories back and essentially confronts the Avengers, like, how the fuck did you let that guy, like, clearly have control over me and whisk me away and also he's my son why did this not raise alarm bells for all of you are you my <laughs> friends <laughs> it's like really it's really fucking intense do we have any final thoughts on this not really i mean we read it basically as the introduction of of rogue and a sort of highlight in in miss marvel's character arc but it's it, it it sort of slapdashed its way into our reading list without a lot of knowledge on what it would mean to mm-hmm. any sort of continuing continuity, any characters that like I don't know when Rogue shows up into X Men proper. I you know right like, we don't really know kind of it's this has the potential to have a really st- stark uh, outcome in a lot of in a lot of ongoing comics, and I don't know to what degree it's going to be leaned on or or ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also my my final thought on this is that they kept talking about how Rogue, like after absorbing a few of the Avengers, they kept using that phrase. Uh, they kept saying, remember, everyone, Rogue has the combined powers. And my mind immediately went <laughs> of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and then it also went, no, of, of, uh, of, of 10,000 spiders. 10,000 10, spiders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has the proportional strength of 10,000 spiders. Yeah, or the, yeah. <laughs> she he has the combined strength of 10,000 normal spiders or the proportional strength of yeah, a spider. Of a spider. And then Super Scrawl has the combined powers of the powers Fantastic of Four. Fucking, anyway, they need to find new ways to say things. One more thing to discuss today. We read a single issue of Daredevil, but lo and behold, it is the first issue of Daredevil written and drawn. And I, well, not the first one, but I think this is where is he, Frank the, Miller the takes over. The first proper start of a run, yes. Yeah. Uh, he does have writing credits on a few issues we mm-hmm. read up till now. Tell me so, about the sweaty, sweaty boy we read about today. Oh, he was God. so sweaty. It was so nice. I loved this <laughs> issue. This is it's great. It's fucking this great. Is the, this is my favorite so thing good. we read this week. This was yes. incredible. Yep. Fuck me. This is the first appearance of Electra. And I was reading up a little bit. Apparently, Frank Miller wrote this thinking this was like a filler issue and Electra would never come back. And I don't believe him. <laughs> I, well, I, I so I kind of get that. And it, it, I guess it sort of depends on. So this issue ends in a way that I found surprising, knowing more about Daredevil and Electra than are present in this issue. Right. Sure. And I was I I loved how not everything how not everything about their relationship is given or explained because basically we've got Daredevil chasing down this random schmuck because Matt Murdock needs him to testify tomorrow. This is a sort of uh, classic. Is a classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, within that, uh, Daredevil will cross paths with Elektra. Elektra being her actual name, she just goes by her her real name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And she is pretty confident that Daredevil is Matt Murdock because from their time in college when he was significantly more uh, brazen with uh, his acrobatic abilities as Matt Murdock. <laughs> she's like, there's no way this blind dude's not my, not my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> uh, but she's not positive. So there's a little bit of give and take there, which is fun. Yeah. I think more than anything, I just love, I love the... I love the the words on the page are really confident and really cool. And the way it's laid out on the page is really, really good. And they finally are married in a way that, you know, obviously that helps that the same guy's doing both. But like, I don't know, it has a it has a really strong vision of how they need to move through the story. And it just it doesn't feel like there's any waste. And I loved no. reading it. I, I just loved looking at it. I loved reading it. Uh, Electra's interesting. I like hey, that they, they have an obvious chemistry in that in that college flashback, like which is a, I would it's at least half the issue, maybe a little bit more. It's cool. Um, 
Mm-hmm. She's got like bodyguards around her. I, I don't remember all of Electra's deal, but you know, she's, you know, she's from a rich family or an important family or something. And she's got all these bodyguards and he has like, Matt has foggy distract his, her bodyguard so that he can like give her a rose. And I don't know. It's really, it's, I don't, it's, it's very there's sweet. A, th- there's a moment that didn't age very well in this altercation where she rejects him. And because so he's his, blind. <laughs> Because he's blind. <laughs> well, I, I guess that softens the blow a little bit. She rejects him because he's blind. Because he's gonna he's gonna fire back with a racial slur. Uh, well, oh, well, not, a, not really a racial slur. He calls her olive oil. He calls like her yeah, that's olive, right, olive yes. girl. That, he calls her olive girl. And uh, I would consider that not awesome. Not yeah, it's not not amazing. No. <laughs> uh, but she gets uh she I so, so she gets a, a last word in. I I forget now what she calls him. Uh, when he flies away and she calls him either blind boy or American yeah. street trash. She gets she gets some little dig in. I forget what uh-huh. she calls him. Yeah. And, and this is supposed to be a sort of Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy tete-a-tete. That's how, how I felt about totally. like, the, the tone that it was supposed to embody. Um, but just calling each other racial slurs is just like not as funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like being horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes out of this flashback and he's like, yeah, well, he I don't know. He's like super bitter because he's he's like and then she moved to Europe and became a bounty hunter and everything I despise. That's why I said, like, there's some there's an amount that's sort of unspoken about this that I found very interesting. So we Mm -hmm. get we come out of the flashback. um, They sort of have a, a brief reconciliation when they've both caught up with this mark. Uh, They smooch. And then Daredevil just grabs the dude and walks away and leaves her crying on the dock. Yeah. Leaves her weeping on the docks. <sighs> <laughs> and she's like, holy shit. And we saw yeah. him. And she left him in tears in the flashback. Right. She broke, she broke Matt Murdock's little, little college heart. Yeah. My, I think my favorite moment of this issue is... Um, She's like knocked him out or whatever, or he's he's knocked out and she's pursuing the mark on her own. And we see this like, I think his name's Bilge, one of uh, one of Eric Slaughter's like, um, you know, flunkies. Just he has and, a, the random crony with a head ba- with a head bandage. Yeah. And Bill just calling home. He's like he's calling in like, hey, yeah, everything's good. Uh, no sign of the bodyguard. And. They're listening, you know, they're listening to the phone call. Slaughter's on the other end. And then we cut back to Bilge and we see he's like sweating bullets. And she's got one of her side just like inches from like cutting his fucking other arm off. And he's like, yep, no sign of the bodyguard. And (laughs) and like it's I don't know, it's a really stylish moment. And then after they hang up, uh, Slaughter's like, yeah, he's definitely compromised. He he gave like the secret signal or whatever. So like they they were like competent enough to have some sort of secret signal over the phone prepared in advance. But like I still liked the whole setup of everything. It was a really like I don't know. It's, it's just a, a, a really issue. well done moment. They, they told a real a really textually dense story in thirty comic pages mm-hmm. or twenty eight or whatever it was. Yeah. So fucking yeah. I I, I think. Uh, at I least say the... they out of habitually. I mean, Miller at this point is just one <laughs> yeah. dude. Frank yeah. Miller. Carrying uh, the entire Marvel franchise. <laughs> <laughs> if if I, I think we should start now that we're in the we're in a new decade, I think we should start marking these as we go. I think so far in the 80s, this is maybe our first like unqualified recommendation. Like Daredevil 168 is fucking sick. Like mm-hmm. This is this is a good one. This is one you should check out. And that's probably going to be true for this run starting here. Um, but I guess we'll we'll find that out as we go. We got a lot more Daredevil coming down the pipe. So, yeah, Shane, you know what's happening. You've been you've been you've been you've been silent. And I think it's because you've been building up the the nectar, the the, the nectar mm-hmm. you 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 use. <laughs> you produce you guys are so funny. You're both like, oh, Shane's so quiet today. I was really into what you were talking about. No, no, it's good. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> okay, hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's A Fuck Mary Kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one hello hello and welcome today today we have contenders from all over time and space oh boy which i think is really fun that is fun <laughs> i'm really excited um, so first off we we have to talk about my favorite 
my favorite team of baddies, okay? We have to talk about the Brotherhood team. Very specifically, very specifically, The Blob. Okay, so The Blob is on the list. I was thinking Shane might have a little bit of a blob there. I (laughs) love The Blob. I love every... Every iteration of the Blob makes me so happy from all of the different X-Men franchises ever. I always love him. He's so stupid. (laughs) Um, And nothing can stop him. No. He's just like a slightly shittier juggernaut. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what he is. (laughs) He's like if the juggernaut had a weird mole that like fell off. (laughs) Um, Secondly, we have... Our friend from the future, Catherine Pride. Okay, yeah. Kate, mm-hmm. Kate Pride, if you will. And last, and most certainly not least, my top contender for this week, Clone Rory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you oh, do no. it. He's gonna let you. <laughs> clone yeah, he says, clone it's Rory, cool, who gives consent. <laughs> oh no. Okay, that's gonna that's gonna really shade. All of our all of our answers. Um, mm-hmm. oh, if so, here I I gotta ask a, a a question right now, right up front. If we don't fuck clone Rory, are you gonna be sad, Rory? Well, that's my clone. I mean, my <laughs> butthole gets him, my butthole yeah. does not get any joy out of whatever you do or don't do. <laughs> the clone gets all the the clone gets all the love. In. That's true. It's very true. Everybody um, always wants to fuck my clone. <laughs> Nobody wants to fuck me. I was trying to come up with like an always a clone bride, never a clone or something. But, uh, it doesn't make any sense. I What I like about having Catherine Pride, Kate Pride in there is that at least for quite some time anyway, uh, Kitty is for sure off the table on the fuck, Mary kill conversation. So, uh, oh, no, this is this is this is the sort of, uh, you know, the pedophiles uh, catch 22. You're going to get. You're gonna get the mind of a 50 year old and the body of a 14 year old. No, it's no. Win-win. I think uh, that I think this is future Kate Pride. You can take you can take future Kate Pride. Yeah, well, it, it has to be just her in the future because it's a because child. Because it's too gross. Yeah, because yeah, it's too gross. Because it's a child. But you you can you can have the one after she makes out with herself. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Different? Does it? Is that a different enough? You just, it, I think it helps to know that she did that. That yeah. she saw. She saw a ghost. She saw a ghost version of herself and kissed it. God, oh, God. I always do that. <laughs> you just kiss ghosts. <laughs> I kiss ghost versions of myself. <laughs> All right, uh, and then and then Blob. So Blob seems really. Blob seems. I don't know if I can call him chill. He's definitely a villain and he definitely seems to have some sort of chip on his shoulder all the time, but he does seem marryable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. is that your, is that going to be your pick Shane? Are you going to marry the blob? I don't think I'm going to marry the blob. You want to fuck him? I don't know if I want to fuck him. Wow. I know. Okay. I know. I know. I said, I love him and I do, but I, I I think he gets blasted. I think I blast mm-hmm. him. The other two are just such like, like I'm just Aww. so excited about the other two. <laughs> well, I kill the Rory clone. Oh, dang you. <laughs> dang you. The clone, not sweet clone. <laughs> clone, sweet clone. <laughs> not my clone. <laughs> I look at you in the eye while I do it too. Oh, shit. I make sure you can see it. I make sure you can see me do it. <laughs> Oh my god. What are you thinking, Rory? Oh, I I, I think I pretty much figured this out. Um, okay. Okay, I'm killing I'm killing adult Kate Pride because she kissed a child and even though that Well, <laughs> oh, here's the thing, but I'm about to marry my own clone, so now I can't be that mad at her for kissing herself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, cuz the worst thing that would happen in this situation is that you'd be a hypocrite. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like one one roll in the hay with Blob, the man who can't be moved. It's a good. Call. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. With a Does fuck he with absorb Blob. you? Does he absorb you? Can no, he know? He's can he's, he feel sex he's with significantly you? more turgid than his than his flabby body would appear. 
It's all so muscle just, under there. That's just an FYI. It's not even just all muscle. He's a mutant. He's just like, he's he's big. Yeah. Mm. And it looks like fat, but he's hard as a rock. It's all bone. It's all bone and whatever. <laughs> mutant juice. Bone and mutant juice. <laughs> I got my bones here. I got my bones here. So I'm going to have to fuck Blob and I'm going to kill Kate Pride because I just didn't find her that compelling as an adult character. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, and I'm going to marry, marry the, Rory, the Rory clone and like, dude, that's a, that's a party. That's you just fucking, me. The... You marry yourself. I have to. It, you I have yourself? to marry the Rory. Dude. Rory, can you handle being married to yourself? Well, I don't know. I, I, I it's, a, it's, an honest, it's an earnest question. So on one hand, all of all of my shortcomings are now multiplied uh on the other hand i never have to worry about what the clone's bringing home for dinner right like he likes what i like that's true there's a lot of things that are simplified in those in those wait, like wait wait so in your in your universe also clones are like exact replicas of you no matter nature or enough. nurture it's, he's a clone right he's he grew not, up he's, in a he, test tube how does he know no 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 well he's 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 cloned from a certain. Are we saying this is like a? This is like a. Uh, what was that cloned sheep? Like it's like a D. It's a DNA clone, but we share no. We share no history or or uh, character traits. Well, I think it's. I think it's up to you. It depends on how the magic works. Yeah, because well, I was universe. thinking it was just to another me, the, Rory. That's not that's Rory. That's my yeah. the, the magic works is that he, this person came into the world fully formed as an adult. That is like me at that time. And we can grow apart from then on. It's a magic clone and not a science clone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's where I'm at. And that's why I kill it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Die, wizard. (laughs) Get out of here, wizard. No, it's also, I mean, I've already got a Rory, you know, and I don't need to. And I, I don't, you know, I mean, you know, don't, you don't have to take this the wrong way, but I, uh, I, in the uh, nicest I, way, in, in the <laughs> nicest way, I don't really want to have sex with you. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm left with two choices and one is to be married to you, but the and Rory then also clone, to we, remain I, your we, friend. We've established <laughs> that the Roy clones, you know, game. I know he's gay. He's very consenting. And <laughs> but way, am I? Don't I? Think you, I don't know. I think I think I think if you if you came across a Roy clone that was really trying to let you just take it, take what you want and leave. <laughs> I think you'd take a pass at it. Oh no. Okay, well in it was the theoretical... like, Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> throw what throw one in over throw one in over. Oh, God. <laughs> Toss a bone down here. I think I think in the, I think before I you know if I encounter this in real life sure my, my mind is open to be to have it changed but I think I marry future kitty I fuck the blob and I kill the Rory clone okay <laughs> what do you do Shane I think I you know what I think I want I think I I think I sex Rory's clone <laughs> okay I think. I think I sex Rory's clone. God, I don't want to be married to the blob more than I don't. <laughs> so much. So annoying. You've Just, created a real tough choice for yourself here, Stan. I, 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 I kill. The right choice is to marry the Rory clone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true. I kill the blob. You kill, kill the blob. And you, and, I kill yeah, the blob. Okay. Now, with both of us married to future Kate, what is that like? Like, well, do we have to live it, in, in that shitty 2013? Are we on the run a, from Sentinels? That's a great question. You're not mutants. Are we also? Yeah, we're not mutants. So <laughs> that's what you really, think. R- really. We just go visit her at her camp. Every oh, now and also, then. also, she has established this week uh, that phasing feels good. Yes. That there's like yeah. a sexual co- like that you can like phase bang her right in the back. And right, that's, and that's like good for both of you. <laughs> we have to leave. We have to go. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my fucking god! Uh, hey, thank you for sticking around through that Fantasia at the end of issue forty-seven <laughs> of Infinite Backlog, and uh, you know. 
Phase bang it, baby. Phase bang me. Phase bang. Bye. 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 Bye.